Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Who's Clutch Sports Talk radio show. I'm your host, Michael Urquhart, and you already know I brought my main man, Pots and Pans, Mel Brown. What's going on, bro? How you doing? Bro, go ahead. <laughs> I'm doing very well. I'm good. doing very well. That's good. Um, but I will tell you that the, the city of brotherly love is doing even better with Joel and B dropping a 40-piece. The process. The process. Not a lot of people trusted the process, man. I, I tell you what, I'm definitely not for teams and organizations tanking, you know, taking the, you know, the customer money, the fans money and not putting the best product on the on the court, man. I, I just don't agree with that. Um, you know, and that that's that was a part of the process. And of course, you know, you got Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Who giving? Who's giving you nothing? <laughs> Saying I ain't gonna say he's not giving you nothing, but on the offensive tip, uh, uh, he's really not giving you anything. Uh, so, uh, as, in regards to that Atlanta and um, Sixers series, how many games you see Atlanta winning? Uh, I see the Sixers at six. Atlanta only going to win two games. Yeah, I see the Sixers at six. I got the six. I, they cannot. They can't guard Joel Embiid. As long as he out, he out there, uh, it's going to be a problem. A big problem. And like you said, he's not even getting that many contributions. I mean, Seth Curry has stepped up, but guys like Ben. Um, Shout uh, out to my man Shake. Shake. I was in Shake, the building. Shake had the building rocking. Listen, I was in the building. Listen, I was in the building. And you know, uh, Atlanta, it up out there, man. They had cut the deficit to two, uh, at the half, and um, it was like on towards the end of the third, and Shake started lighting it up. He went four for five from the tray, building was rocking, it was electric in there, man. (laughs) I had to get out of there before traffic started getting hectic. (laughs) Shake had that thing rocking. Shout out to Shake. Shout out to Shake. So you don't think Atlanta could defend home court? I believe that they uh, they're going to win another game. They they're definitely going to win another game. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win more than one though. I don't see it. I don't know. They're going to they're going to win one game at home, but I don't know if they're going to come back in Philly and win another game. I don't see that happening. And I see the Sixers getting – I see them splitting in Atlanta. So, okay. That's why I say a six, because I don't, I don't see Atlanta winning in Philly again. I see the Sixers splitting. Splitting in ATL. <laughs> uh, the Clippers move past the, uh, the Mavs. Um, would you say they're the faves to come out the West? Uh, the Clippers, they they in for it with this Utah team. I can't tell you that. They're definitely in for a dogfight with Utah. But I, I I can't say they're the favorite to come out the West. I'm not going to say they're the favorite to come out the West. Uh, but I do think they have a good shot at, at beating the best team in the West, which is Utah. I do think they have a great shot. 
Um, I like them to actually win the series, even though I think they go down two nothing. These first two games. I mean, I think the Clippers, of course, when you look at them on paper, you would say that they are the most talented. Um, I think the Suns with Chris Paul leading that team, you know, they look dangerous, man. They they really look dangerous. And he has a lot of <clears throat> he has a lot of players, you know, elevating their game, Crowder, um, Bridges, and definitely D Book is is learning Aiden for sure. But D Book, this is this is really teaching D Book passing the torch, like listen, this is how you win. You know what I'm saying? Even though Chris Paul never really won a championship, and I definitely want to see him win one. You know, he he's definitely a veteran. He has won playoff games, and he has been <clears throat> in those big games and in those big moments. So he can definitely, you know, teach D-Book, and D-Book can definitely learn something from Chris Paul. So leadership is definitely big and what he needs to learn to lead those teams once Chris Paul retires, whenever that is you know, with him playing in the 16th season. Um, uh, but the Clippers got the uh, – <laughs> they got the work cut out for them in this Utah series, man. Absolutely. Yeah, they do. Utah, that's 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 a tough team to beat, especially for a time. You think the Clips going home? No, I like them. I like the Clippers to win the series, but – I mean, I can't say I'd be surprised if Utah beat them. I definitely can't say that. I mean, they've been the number one team in the league damn near all year. So, I can't really can't really say I would be surprised. Um, nah. They, I like them to go. I actually like Utah to win today, technically. I like Utah to win today. So, uh, they go up 2 nothing. I mean, anything can happen from that point. So, what will Utah need, you know, need to have happen in order to win this series? Um, they would need uh, production from Mike Conley. They would need uh, Mike Conley to, to – he would really be like the X factor in this series. And mind you, he didn't even play game one, and they still won. Uh, Devin Book, not Devin Book, um, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to – pretty much do whatever he wants. Uh, but I think that that Mike Conley is definitely the X factor. If he giving you 20 and 8 and 20 and 10 and stuff like that, I don't really see anybody beating that team. Mm. Not even the Suns. Uh, Who's the best defensive team so far in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't see the – let me rephrase that. I don't see the Clippers being – They getting production from Mike Conley and he's healthy. Yeah, I don't see the Clippers doing now. Cause they too deep. Ah, they too deep, and they got Gobert anchoring their paint. Shout out to Gobert, man. You know, you know he he was catching a lot of flex since they caught him crying, and uh, you know because he didn't make the All Star game, and then. You know, he was making a mockery of COVID and all that. So, but he still put his big boy pants on, put all that aside. 
you know, didn't let that affect his game. So definitely got respect to an athlete like that. Uh, bro, 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 I we seen the Bucks get blown out by forty. <laughs> they gonna win another game? Mm. Well, are they gonna win a game? Excuse me, not another game. A well, game. Well, me, uh, my prediction, I I had it completely nope. wrong because I thought that the Bucks were the better team team as far as when you start throwing the variables like chemistry um, coaching things like that uh, depth because who is Alizé Johnson like these these guys come out of nowhere and his name whoa 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 his, his name Alizé yeah yeah Alizé Johnson <laughs> he came his first game that I that I paid attention to um, he had 20 and 20 for Brooklyn like where are they finding these dudes at he had 20 and 20. Like his first game. That gotta be a record. So <laughs> I don't I yeah, I, I think that um that the Bucks I thought that the Bucks had more depth, but yeah, I'm I'm getting it wrong so far. And I, I, I think it's gonna continue. I don't see uh, how the Bucks really respond after taking a beating like that. Like Chris With Middleton, no James Harden. You nothing. Chris Middleton With- is giving you Nothing. Uh Giannis, they just building a wall around him. You saying his flaws. Um you saying that you 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 see that Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. Um by far. Uh yeah, like there's the, the Brooklyn Nets. It looked like they too much for, for Milwaukee. Bro, they lost by forty without James Harden. They're gonna lose again. Look like they're gonna lose again. So. You know, I think a lot of people um, counted the Bucks in uh, simply off of defense, simply off of defense. And I know I just brought up the Phoenix Suns having the best defense in the playoffs, uh, but in my opinion, and and I think the game has changed. I really do think the game has changed. And um, I no longer think it's similar to football uh, where defense win championships. Um, I think offense is about to start winning championships, man. You're starting to see, you know, more of these, you know, fouls being called where players is barely touching these offensive players. Is These these calls are definitely in favor of the offensive player. <clears throat> um I think with these teams lowing up with all this star power, all this scoring, dunks, threes, definitely with Steph changing the game with everybody just want to be able to shoot threes from one to five. Um, You know, it's just all about offense now. Offense, offense, offense. Just putting the ball in the bucket, making the game faster. And I honestly do believe that you know, it's no longer defense win championships in the NBA. You know, you you need to be able to have at least two or three people, at least two people on your team that can give you 30. At least two people on your team that can give you 30. You know, and if you look at the the people or the teams that have won championships um, in these past, what, five, six years? At least two people was able to give you 30. 
So uh, with that being said, looking at this Brooklyn team, and they bombed the Bucks. You know, okay, granted they was at home, but by forty with no James Harden, uh, Giannis can't get you. He can't get you thirty or forty. He can't create his own bucket. That that little move, that little spin step, euro drop, whatever you want to call it, it ain't working. They forcing him to shoot. It's not happening. If you can't score with BK. Like, I don't. I don't think you're gonna be able to beat them dudes. Just pay attention to how good Kevin Durant is. You really, you really take take that in, man. That's 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 special, man. He, he's Giannis. I don't understand how he got Defensive Player of the Year and MVP. Like he, or something like that's 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 a lot. To put on that guy, man, and I don't see it. For me personally, I don't. I don't see it. Like I think uh, he's a cheat code at times, but I think he has a lot of flaws. So I I can't say that he's great because he has too many flaws. I'm not on a hype with Giannis. I'm not on it. Well, with me, um. With these, you know, with these um, international players that come in, and um, you know, the the game is really simple to them. Uh, put the ball in the basket, stop the person from scoring, you know, block shots, you know, things of that nature, dunk, layup, you know, whatever you do, whatever you have to do, <clears throat> excuse me, to get as close to the basket as possible, to put the ball in there. Do it, you know, without traveling. You know, the game is just is just as simple as that for him. And you know, Giannis has you know brought that into the league. In my opinion, you know, I'm going to get as close as I can to the basket, and I'm gonna dunk it, or I'm gonna get a layup, or whatever the case may be, get a get fouled. You know, just make the game simple. You know, he don't got the handles. He don't he don't got none of that. You know, the the back to the basket, the the to post moves, to, to turn around, jump. Like, he tries, though. I do give him, you know, respect for that. He does try better than Ben Simmons. You know, he, he giving us four points. He giving the Sixers four points, bro. Four points. You know what I'm saying? So, at, at least Greek is giving me, you know, more than that. It's probably like three blocks and, you know, at, you know, at least nine, you know, 12 boards. Well, my thing with Ben, um, he hurting that team. I always said this, even when he was a rookie. <laughs> I don't care about none of that. Like, I've never seen a rookie in my life kick a sky hook. Like, he's, 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 he's unique. He's very, he's very, he's very unique. Um, I can't deal with it. I mean, he made some people can. No, seriously, I'm dead serious. Like, I, I can't, I can't do it anymore. I had enough. So, I'm gonna leave that up to you, bro. Listen, all right. Since we on the topic, yeah, you you killed me with that sky hook. <laughs> all right, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, bro. 
<laughs> listen, listen. Oh, that's, he a point guard too. Oh, all right. Listen, bro. My question to you is this: What is it? Is it because before you know we was we was really blaming you know Brett Brown, Brett Brown, you know coaching for not forcing um, Ben Simmons to shoot more or emphasizing that more in practice. You know, Brett Brown, you know, allowing Joel Embiid to come in, you know, overweight, things of that nature. You know, we was always blaming Brett Brown and blaming the coaching in the woes that, you know, he was always, you know, coming up with in regards to why they weren't able to get over the hump. And, you know, it was more so Brett Brown. Um, And now we got Doc who's, you know, who's able to be the savior of Tobias Harris, who was basically stealing until he came. And, you know, he's still not shooting the basketball. So what is it, bro? Is it is it coaching? Is it, you know, lack of confidence? Is it, is it you know, uh, technique, you know, his shooting form? Like, what is it, bro? Like what would you call it? Like you play basketball. Um, that's just his character. Uh, it's, it's definitely a lack of confidence because if he was confident, then he'd take it right. So it's, it's obviously uh, a lack of confidence, uh, and it's the coach knowing that it's a lack of confidence. So it's like not much you can really do to enforce it. This is who he is, you know. Uh, he kind of he got to come out of his shell on his on his own time when he, when he feel ready to do that. And he may never do that. Uh, I'm done with the guy. I don't think that he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's the point guard that the Sixers need. Um, if, if they're going to use him as a point guard, uh, uh, I think he got to go. Uh, if, if they, now if they use him as a four, a power four and bring a point guard in, I would love that he could stay, but, if, if that ain't the plan, I think his time is up. I said enough. Seriously, I'm serious. <laughs> I had enough. I'll, I'll even I'll even throw this in there because you know I have, you know, heard a few Ben Simmons uh, interviews, and I've even heard you know Doc Doc Rivers come to his defense multiple of times, you know, calling him a treasure, things of that nature. And look, don't get me wrong, I do think Ben Simmons is a good player. Um, I do think he has elite defense. Um, I do think, you know, with his ability to rebound the ball and push the floor at the same time, um, you know, he does bring a uniqueness to your offense um, and your team, but he doesn't bring scoring and you got to score. And with that being said, in regards to his interviews and, you know, I, I've heard that he's arrogant and he sometimes come off as arrogant. And would you entertain the thought of him actually not shooting to prove a point that he doesn't have to shoot in order to be great? Um, uh, no, I don't think that's the case. Uh, that would be a little weird. Uh that he trying to prove a point. Only person he need to be trying to prove a point to is is, is itself. 
being able to take a, a jumper confidently as an NBA player, wide open. You know, so that's that's something he got going on with himself. I'm done. Like, I, I'm done with him. I already told you. Like I, I really, that's him. That's who he is. Like he that'll work in certain situations. Um, if he has a bunch of shooters around him, and he can play power forward, kind of like the Draymond Green role. Um, let's just say you replace Draymond Green with with Ben. I think that'd be a perfect uh, situation for him, and he wouldn't have to shoot. But here in Philly, he's a liability because by him not shooting the ball, they're able to pack the paint and double and be. They're able to do certain things. And he's just no threat out there at all whatsoever unless it's like transition. So right. I I really uh, don't agree with his game. Maybe he knows something that I don't. But, yeah, I don't see him working too well with that offense. The Suns won by 20-plus against Denver. Um, Do you see the Nuggets winning the game? Is it it a wrap for the MVP? No, I I think Denver is a tough place to play. Um, When you talk about altitude and just the fans, and I I think that Denver get maybe one. Maybe one. Gentleman sweet. Gentleman sweet. Maybe one. But I don't really see this going seven or even being close to be honest. So it's just a better team. Yeah, clearly they, they clearly the better team. Oh I always felt at some point that uh that Jamal Murray injury was gonna catch up to that team. I think this is the perfect series. And just perfect series, you'll see that they look terrible. They look terrible. They out of sync on offense. Um, Jokic just getting no help whatsoever. Will Barton came up and and just start jacking. <laughs> just, just jacking. I Paul like, Millsap they, too. Yo. Paul Millsap. <laughs> like, if you ever see the episode of Martin when uh, when they put Nipsey in the game, they were playing Gina. They were playing all the chicks. They put Nipsey in the game. He ain't, he ain't even inbound the ball. As soon as he touched it, he shot the ball. That's how Will Barton looked in that. And then and then Paul Millsap had his hands on his head like he, oh, all he, he's done. He's, <laughs> he's he's done. He, he fifteen minutes past his ten minutes. I'm he's done. You listen to me. You know it's 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 it's. It's a few people I don't want to see in the league. Yo, n- name me, name me two players you do not want to see in the league next year. Like it's a rap for them. Like they done, they just done. Well, Paul Millsap. Um, it's definitely Paul Millsap. <laughs> it's it's Patrick. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, uh, what's Patrick Patterson? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patrick Beverly, he 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 slowly, you know, he he fastly climbing that ladder. Like he's 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 climbing that ladder fast. Um, yeah, because he, he, he never he never was offensively gifted. Now he's not even no. getting no minutes or anything. Like his, he just oh, he healthy. He he be no, out he there. He's not healthy. 
He's not healthy. He's been out there. He, he's been out there. He just fouled. He he he's all over the place. I don't see him being in the league too much longer. Pat Bev not healthy, bro. Patrick <laughs> Beverly. I told you, bro. He ain't been healthy. He's he, he been played, playing. He played five minutes in a or uh, he played in a Dallas series a little bit, but he got hurt. How many minutes he played last game? Six. Okay. He had a board. He was zero for three. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he didn't play against Dallas in the last game. Okay. Bro, you got to cut Patrick Beverly some slack, bro. Real rap. I feel like he bring intensity. I feel like he definitely gave you that, that defense that you're looking for in the perimeter with them, you know, shifty and crafty uh, point guards. And on top of that, even though he hard to look at, you know, he still he, he still give you that hype, man. He still give you that, you know, that dog, that grit. And you know, not a lot of players got that. So I definitely think Patrick Beverly can can still play a couple more years in this league. Yeah. Well, as long as he's bringing that to the table, then yeah, uh, a guy that caliber just don't have uh, a lot of time to, to slip. Like, it's not like he he does anything very well. It's just the energy he brings and the intensity he brings on a uh, defense. Is really why that's his calling card. That's really why he's in the league. So if he's not able to display that and he's not giving you anything offensively, he ain't gonna be around too much long. I tell you who else don't need to be around too much longer. Javel McGee, bro. I'm I'm done seeing him, bro. He tall, lanky. I mean, for nothing. He got he got, he can help he can help he can help a team. Um like even if you play for a team like Brooklyn, I think that would have been a nice fit for him. Um, it's just you gotta know what to do with him, and you gotta have the players around him that's gonna help him and put him in situations that he could succeed in. Um, he's really uh, he's still athletic, so that means he could catch a oop. Um, he still can block shots. He still can rebound. So you really just got to put him in the right situation, and you can't just throw him on a team and ask him to produce on your second unit. He's not that type of he's not that type of player. But yeah, if you got players around him, uh, I feel like he'll play well. Mm, nah, he can go Pat P and Javale McGee. That's my two. They can go. I wouldn't mind if I if I watch the whole season without seeing them. I'm cool, bro. I would be cool. I ain't mad at you. Definitely, Paul Mills. I know this. This is it. This is the end of the road right here. <laughs> who are who, who your, who your second person? Um, it was surprising. I I, I didn't know uh Verjao, Andy Verjao still played in the league. Who we play for? I believe he played for the Cavs, if I'm not mistaken. So I think that it's it's, it's over. It's over. Bro, Anderson bears out for the Cavs. Is like you done his hands on dudes like that. It's, it's time to it's time to retire. Yeah, you done got go. What is he doing? Yeah, I don't know if it's something in the contract or what's going on, but it, it's, it's over. 
Hey, listen, man, before we get out of here, you got any gems you want to drop? Uh, no baseball gems. heating up, too. Yeah, baseball heating up. And look at the teams that I expected to make a push, Toronto, uh, the White Sox, uh, San Fran, San Diego, they all, they all doing really well. So, you know, just, just going to be interesting to see how, how the season close out. Yeah, that, um, and definitely um, little rumors uh, around the baseball world that uh, it's this um, little substance that pitchers are using called spider tech that, you know, allows them to have more grip or more control of the ball for, you know, better spins on fastballs, curveballs, things of that nature. And pitchers like uh, Garrett Cole, that pitch for the Yankees, you know, he's been a front runner to that. And, uh, you know, I just want, <laughs> I just want everybody to go and take a listen to his response when he's been asked a simple yes or no question about, you know, have you, or are you using spider tech? And, you know, he just completely beats around the bush and the most asinine answer I've ever heard to a question in my life. But, yeah, that's going around. And uh been rumors about Aaron Nola, if he might have been using it with the, you know, the cliff he fell off, <clears throat> you know, with his pitcher performance. Um, uh, But for me, of course, you got to have, you know, the Yankees. You know, I think they got the best lineup. When healthy, the Yankees have the best lineup. You know, it's, you know, it's without question. Um, I do like San Diego with Tavis and Machado. Um, I do think, but I don't think, you know, they got the pitching. Uh, I don't think Blake Snell and Weathers is enough to send San Diego to the World Series. Um, I don't think Bueller or Urias is enough for the Dodgers to go to the World Series. Um now, Rodon, uh, Lance Lynn uh, for the White Sox, Giolito, they definitely got a couple of good pitchers, you know, a few aces. San Fran look like they got the best pitcher. Yo, San Fran look like they just got the best team. And shout um, out to Gabe Kapler. You know, he's been taking a lot of heat from, you know, when he was the general manager of the Phillies and, you know, why the Phillies really couldn't get over the hump. And, you know, he took a lot of flack, you know, from the Phillies, uh, for Philly fans and things of that nature. But he got that San Fran team looking like the best team in the MLB. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to um, Jacob DeGrom, man. If you guys haven't seen this guy pitch this year, definitely want to just take a look at him to be a part of history. I believe this guy is doing something magical. Um, something like I've never seen as far as pitching. So definitely want to give his give him his flowers right now. For sure. Jacob DeGrom is definitely uh, one of the best pitchers in the league, if not pitching like the best pitcher in the league. But I also, um, I like Zach Wheeler, which was surprising for me when the Mets actually let him go because the Mets had Wheeler and DeGrom. 
So to me, it was like, all right, well, you got your pitching. Now you just need to work on, you know, getting strength in your hitters. And, you know, when they let him go to the fields, you know, I thought that was a steal. Um, but, yeah, definitely shout out to uh, DeGrom, man. He is he is something special to watch. Um, but there has been a lot of, uh, you know, the the sport of baseball, has been taking a hit, man. You know, um, you know they're saying that you know the game is basically too long. It's not enough action. The ball is not in play enough, and it's basically taking the fun out of baseball. Really, you know, not a lot of you know uh, younger people are are wanting to play baseball. They don't want to be baseball players when they grow up. You know unless you grew up in like a baseball family, something like that, or, you know, there's a lot of um, foreign players in the uh, MLB, you know, but, you know, they're saying they're taking the, uh, taking the fun out of baseball. So I've rarely watched baseball unless it's the world series or the playoffs, to be honest, but, you know, but I, my gym, and I hope everybody out here listening. I hope everybody out here listening. To listen to air out. Especially the, the fans of teams that are a part of the NFC East. The New York football giants is coming with a vengeance. I'm not going to make no crazy uh, <clears throat> no crazy uh, assumption or just say that they about to Oh, they about to go to the Super Bowl or, you know, they're going to win 10 games, 10 or 11 games. What I'm saying is when you play the New York football Giants, you're going to get smacked in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You might see a couple of big plays. Our offense isn't going to look stagnant. You know, we got Saquon Barkley coming back. Addition to Kenny Galladay, Kadavius Toney, you know, uh, first-round draft pick out of Florida, gadget player, you know, still having Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard with the emergence of Darius Slayton last year with a great rookie season. Listen, and we grabbed this Aziz from Georgia, great pass rusher. Um, you know, we grabbed a couple cornerbacks. Listen, man, uh, Kyle Rudolph, tight end. We got some pieces. Uh, and I think, you know, your Daniel Jones, listen, um, I know Daniel Jones isn't uh, isn't too fond of everybody. Um, definitely shows you signs of inconsistencies and you know head scratching plays. But you know you got to take the good with the bad because he definitely showed you signs that he can be great, that he can make plays with his feet, that he can make the the throws down the field with his arm. He can show you accuracy. He can. You know, he can do a lot. He can stand in the pocket and get smacked in his mouth but still throw an accurate ball. So, to me, I really think that uh, the Giants is going to be making some noise this year, and they're my sleeper. They're my sleeper. Last year, you know, we've seen Patrick Graham really turn that defense around and not really be stout, but they were solid. And, um, you know, we're just waiting on D. Jones to turn the page and you know, really take that next step to, to let us know that, hey, we can win a playoff game. And, 
or if we can win a playoff game, we can, you know, go on a run, you know, at least sniff the Super Bowl. So, you know, that's my little gem, man. That's my little gem. I can't wait for football season. Well, if that's it, bro, we're going to get on out of here, man. I think I got me some uh some Alfredo and some tortellini waiting for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat good. Well, listen, bro, you know, always I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your listening air, and I definitely want to thank you for thank you for your opinion. It definitely matters on this show. Um, and for everyone else out there, we'll be dropping snippets on Who's Clutch Inc. Um, on Instagram, and we'll be posting the show on Who's Clutch.com. Again, stay safe, peace, and love.